What's good, Rap Squad? It's DJ Skillings bringing you some more old school hip hop news. For this one, we're going to talk about DMX, Big Daddy Kane, Rock Kim, some more of that 90s shit. Let's get it. Yo, so we got this article here on Hip Hop DX. The title reads Outcast Legend Big Boy, executive producing empire like TV series featuring DMX, Rock Kim, Saw and Peppa, and more. Big Boy of Outcast has landed a gig as the co executive producer of a new television series titled Government Records. The show, which is currently in development, is described as a hybrid between Fox's Empire and Epic's Get Shorty. Big Boy went on to say, I've teamed up with Chris Bellazio at 850 Entertainment on a project called Government Records. It's going to be big. I can't wait to get things moving. And basically what this says is that the overall theme of the whole TV series is going to be like an epic 90s style crime TV series. Much like Power, what you see on Stars by 50 Cent. And it's going to be sent around two ATF agents. And the whole thing that they're going to do is try to take down this big crime ring by 90s hip hop artists. Which may be DMX or Rakim, we'll see. This story, although it fits in genres of other successful shows, is unique in the way that it brings the worlds of law enforcement, crime, and the music industry together. With the task force creating a music studio, building this undercover operation just to bring one guy down. The show's creator, Teron R. Parsons, noted, It's essentially a heist movie, except the federal agents are the ones pulling the job. I don't think we've really seen this from any other perspective before on TV. And Blasio added, I've been looking for a project that would both highlight the city of Atlanta and bring reoccurring work to the area. When the script first came to me, it was actually being developed as a feature film. But the characters and the material were so rich that I immediately decided that it needed to be a series to fully cover the scope of the story. And this show is going to feature hip-hop legends DMX, Rakim, Big Daddy Kane, Grandmaster Flash, and Dougie Fresh, and among others. Seeing the story resonate with so many of the legendary hip-hop artists of all time really affirmed that we have something special here. Every project you kind of secretly hope they're catching lightning in the bottle, but this show seems to be actually doing it. So what do you guys think about this? Like for me, I was really into the whole Empire TV show on Fox when it first came out. However, for me, they want kind of like the fruity way and had all this R&B singing auto-tune type shit in it and i just didn't really dig that shit but what i really loved is seeing how 50 cent did the tv show power which kind of incorporated like 90s style crime stories like new jack city juice all into one and made it a really compelling drama with a gangster type vibe to it so i really hope this brings that to the table because dmx is always involved in like crime dramas whether he's a bad guy or a police officer we've seen this many times with his movies with steven seagal So it's great to see DMX actually in more TV type roles and movie roles. Now also seeing Rakim and Big Daddy Kane. The only thing I really hope is that Big Daddy Kane and Rakim actually pull off the acting chops here, so to speak, because we haven't really seen them in much other TV shows or movies. We've seen DMX, though. We know what he brings to the table. But just seeing all these great legendary artists getting their shine on and something like this is so amazing. So guys, let me know what you guys feel about this. You know, going forward on my Scandalous Talk channel, since this is not monetized yet, I'm trying to get the hours. I probably will do less videos of me talking and just throwing up some Instagram clips and shit like that when news breaks. So hopefully you guys, you know, keep checking me out. And once we get monetized and keep growing on here, then I'll start doing breakdowns like this all the time. So let me know how you feel about this news. Do you think it'd be great that we see Rock Kim and DMX in a TV show? Let me know. It's the year 2020, and Tupac is still mentioned in the news now more than ever. And now Tupac Shakur has his own seat reserved at the vice presidential debate. He has his own tickets? Man, he must be alive. It's your boy DJ Scanless. I'm going to break it down. Let's get it. 
All right, Rap Squad, we have this article here on Deadline.com. The title reads, Tupac Shakur has tickets for tonight's VP debate thanks to Mike Pence and the dig at Kamala Harris calling the dead icon her favorite living rapper. Just hours before the former Indiana governor faces Senator Harris of California and the first and only vice presidential debate of the campaign, the GOP's incumbent team has revealed they have put aside a ticket for Tupac Shakur to attend the debate. Yep, you heard that right. That's kind of people we're dealing with. I can confirm that we left a ticket for Tupac Shakur, who is, as we know, Kamala Harris's favorite rapper alive, said Trump Pence re-election campaign senior advisor Jason Miller on a Wednesday call with media previewing the highly anticipated matchup between his boss and a Democrat's VP nominee. Miller went on to say, I don't know if he shows up, the frequent cable news talking head added. I'm personally more of a Biggie fan. I don't know if he's alive, but we still have a ticket waiting for Mr. Shakur. In the heat of the East Coast-West Coast throwdown, it happened almost three decades ago. The California superstar Tupac Shakur, a.k.a. Tupac, and the Brooklyn's finest Biggie Smalls, a.k.a. the Notorious B.I.G., were both shot down. In an unresolved case, as profiled in USA's unsolved drama back in 2018, Tupac Shakur was killed on the Vegas Strip after the Mike Tyson fight on September 7, 1996. And what many think was retribution, Biggie Smalls' Notorious B.I.G. was gunned down on L.A.'s Wilshire Boulevard after leaving the Soul Train Music Awards after party on March 9, 1997, just about six months later. The killing shocked the hip-hop community as the loss of two legends in their prime. With not only re-releases and newly discovered tracks and remixes almost every year from both artists, a hologram of Tupac Shakur joined his old pal Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre to huge roars from the crowd at the 2017 Coachella Festival, which, you know, that was my idea, but Dr. Dre took all the credit for that. But that's not today's video. So what does this have to do with the VP debate in Utah tonight, which was yesterday on October 7th, 2020? Well, last month, Kamala Harris had a slip of the tongue at the virtual NWACP convention in which she said that Tupac was the best rapper alive. She quickly responded, not alive. I know I keep doing that. After CNN regular Angela Rye pointed out that Tupac Shakur had died more than two decades ago. We got this tweet here. Kamala Harris asks, who's the best rapper alive? She answers Tupac, then says, not alive. I know I keep doing that. Tries to think of another living rapper. There's some I would not mention right now because they should stay in her lane. Which there, she met Kanye West because Kanye West is basically trying to get into the whole political side of things. Running for president, then dropping out and then running again. Who knows what the fuck he's doing? As Rye noted, there is a school belief that Tupac actually wasn't killed in 1996 and has been hiding ever since. But that's pretty much the more modern version of the guys who see Elvis at Walmart, clearly not where Harris was going with the reply. And this also mentions that Kamala Harris also said that she was smoking that Mary Jane in college while listening to Tupac and Snoop Dogg. But she was only in college up until 89. Tupac wasn't even out with his first song, same song yet. Snoop Dogg didn't even drop his first album. So either she got shit confused, or she was still doing that right up to 96 after college. But a couple of things I want to talk about here. You can check out my other video I did on Kamala Harris actually saying that Tupac is the best rapper alive. That's on my DJ Scanless YouTube channel. But with this article here, it's real easy to believe that Tupac is still alive because not only is music still coming out, and I don't mean actually released to the public on official albums, Tupac still has music being leaked out every single year. He still has over 100 unreleased songs not on his official album. And for whatever reason, they won't release a new album, not because there's nothing left, but because there's so much left and probably a lot is tied in copyrights. Maybe they feel like an album won't go gold or platinum because everyone streams right now. Maybe they feel like that type of rap is outdated and everyone wants fun party tracks. Or maybe they just don't want a conscious rapper who had 
the potential to have any type of race gravitate towards him and do anything he said, Tupac definitely had that power. Kanye West, not so much. Especially with Tupac talking about police, the government, federal agents, abortions, single mothers. He had a lot of influence. I definitely see like record labels do not want that type of rap out there anymore. But like I said, Tupac has so much music. If you're a hardcore fan, you type in YouTube, you can find a lot of his music. So he's kind of like alive in that sense. His music is still alive. He's still talked about all the damn time as if he's here, especially with his music blowing up on the charts, still getting streaming hits, still getting top 10 nominations, you know, on iTunes charts, his songs being played at the riots and all the protests. That's just crazy. And for me, since I'm a hardcore Tupac fan, you know, I, I view this from both sides of the spectrum. You know, on one side, it's kind of disrespectful that they actually keep shoving Tupac out there, you know, bringing him up all the fucking time because he's not even here to defend himself or even engage in this. We don't even know if he would actually support Joe Biden or Donald Trump. We don't know. But on the other side, Tupac is in the news more than ever, like I was saying earlier. And that's just great publicity for him. So maybe it's a win-win. The difference between Elvis and Tupac, because this article mentioned Elvis, there's a lot more information, a lot more facts about Tupac that kind of lead to him actually being alive more so than Elvis and more so than Bob Marley, John Lennon, whoever else that you think is still alive. Not only did Tupac change his name to Machiavelli, which was an Italian Renaissance diplomat, philosopher, which many believe also faked his death to elude his enemies. He also has many songs where he talks about being dead and come back. You know, he has Thug's Mansion where he raps from heaven. He has I Ain't Man at your music video, which came out after a couple of days after he passed with him in heaven. He has a song on All Eyes on Me where he says, I heard a rumor I died, but that was fiction. Some coward got the story twisted, like I'm mysteriously missing. He has another song with Richie Richardson, I've been shot and murdered. Can't tell you happened word for word. I best believe they'll get what they deserve. He also has songs like Pluminati and Touchable where he says he's come back like Jesus. And he has songs released after passing to his unborn child, Letter to My Unborn, which he talks about not being here, but the song is for them. They gain an understanding on the ways of life and life for him so there's been a lot of conspiracy also with Tupac you know a lot of discrepancies with his actual autopsy his weight and his height not adding up I have a video on that I have a video on that on his actual autopsy report actually missing and it had him actually like 50 pounds heavier than what appeared on his driver's license of that same year and it was also three or four inches taller and then you also the autopsy picture has tattoo removed from his neck you can't see it Maybe it was pixelated in an image, but it definitely wasn't there when you look at it. You also had the I wonder if I haven't got to get a music video with the helicopter coming down and says that they're in Mexico. And also one of the key witnesses during the Las Vegas shooting actually said a helicopter came down from the sky and airlifted Tupac out of there. So there's a lot more conspiracies as well as Tupac having more albums released, Dead and Alive, more music still being out there, which many can't believe that Tupac recorded over 500 songs and his short career of like six or seven years and still made all those movies and made times for all those live performances and interviews but anyways guys that's all besides the point i think it's kind of crazy that they keep bringing up tubac in this whole political debate now obviously i don't feel like he's alive because i feel like he would came out already he would came out of hiding he would not have allowed people to butcher his music the way that it did because he spent all those hours in the music studio recording music and they ended up taking all his songs remixing it playing his songs over different beats Taking off artists he worked with, removing stuff he said in verses, removing whole verses, removing the whole hooks, intros and outros, and adding on other people that he never even met. And a lot of his songs, Letter to My Unborn, 
changes. Those are remixes. Those are not the way Tupac made those songs. Until that time, same thing. I don't think he would be down with other people destroying his music and changing the type of theme and vibe that he was going for with his actual music. And I know that firsthand because I actually did interviews with Spice One, Dave Aaron, Tupac Sound Engineer, which you can find on my Scandalous Talk channel, where they talk about the same thing, that he would not be down with that. And Tupac had whole blueprints for all his unreleased tracks. They didn't even use any of those track lists that he had. And then also you had LT Hun, Morgan Creek, Lionsgate sue Tupac's mother back in 2015-16 to get that All Eyes on Me Tupac movie released. And there's so many reports out there that are saying that Afini Shakur, Tupac's mother, her signature was forced to make that movie actually come out. And there's other reports that are saying that she literally cried because she had no control over her son's story. You don't think Tupac Shakur would come out of hiding and say, fuck that, you're not doing a movie on me? I think he would. But, you know, if Tupac came out, <laughs> if Tupac would have came out during this debate, you know, the news would have been everywhere. It would have been so crazy. I think that's the only way that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris can actually win this election if they actually had Tupac come out. Because Tupac was way more articulate, way more knowledgeable at a young age, was trying to do the best he could with the circumstances that were around him. Still giving back to the community, flying out to see a kid that was terminally ill that later died, taking fans to prom, trying to create a youth league, trying to create a program and sports league for young kids that get a C or better in school, trying to make community centers all over the United States for underprivileged children. So there's a lot that Tupac was actually doing, even at a young age back then. And also, Tupac was about to be in Star Wars, the Three Strikes movie with Snoop Dogg, a movie with Jada Pinkett Smith called Woo, Baby Boy movie, which actually went to Tyrese. And I think by the year 2000, 2005, would have come around, Tupac would have been up there with Will Smith and probably been a bigger actor than what Dwayne Johnson, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is today. Because he had that acting potential. We've seen that with Juice. We've seen that with Above the Rim. And we also seen his soft side that he could actually portray a character that wasn't a gangster or drug dealer or anything like that with poetic justice. So he could have did like family movies as well if he wanted. And there's many interviews where he talks about like he wanted to give up rapping and actually commit to actual acting because he could be a different person. He could put on so many different hats, you know, and he had to stick to the norm. That's what he really loved. He loved acting. So for him to throw all that potential away, yeah, I don't buy it. But if you want my honest opinion, you know, if Tupac was live, get Kamala off of there. You know, put Tupac on the fucking, you know, stand and let him debate. But I'll give you some advice. Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, if you really want to win this election, find out if Tupac Shakur is still alive or find out who killed him. That's all you got to do if you want to win some votes, you know. <laughs> Anyways, guys, I hope you enjoyed all this news here. Be sure to check me out, DJ Scanless, Scanless Talk YouTube channels for more videos like this and for my music and for my Tupac remixes as well. My Scanless Beats for all my beats. My Scanless Archive for all my old school throwback remixes from 2009 all the way to 2018-19. Check out my podcast on Tupac Music Podcast and Scanless Talk Podcast on Anchor.fm, Spotify, iTunes, everywhere else. Alright guys, you know what time it is. It's your boy DJ Scanless, your favorite DJ's favorite DJ. Now catch all you busters on the flip side. We out. Deuces.